It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, all right, can I tell you guys, Lindsay and Declan, what bothers me more than a wild losing streak, more than a skid that, you know, they lose six of eight, and you're like, yeah, okay, then just start dumping or something. It's these winning streaks by this team. How predictable is this? It's, like we've yeah. seen Toronto, seven seconds in. Lindsay and I are watching the game in the, in the prep studio last week, yep. seven seconds in in Toronto. They give up a goal, and you're like, okay, yeah, you know, not yep, surprising, right? Here we go right? again. Yeah. Here we go again. Exactly yeah. right. They've just lost to Pittsburgh, and you're saying to yourself, all right, this is start of the road trip. It's not going to be good, whatever. But, you, but at this point, it's acceptance. You've just accepted it. Yeah. And then they come back. They win that game. They win Ottawa on Saturday, which mm-hmm. is not a great team. I mean, nope. they're not. They're they not should good. win that game, and they should win that mm-hmm. game, and and they do. So it's two in a row, and then they go into Montreal and last night, which is Monday night, and win one nothing against the Canadians. But anyway, it's the and I'm I don't want to get trapped into this because I've seen it so many times before. But it is these fluctuations that absolutely drive me crazy, and it's like just when you think we talked about this before, right? Right. Just no, when you sure. think, okay. All right, it's done. It, yeah, which is by which is by the way, I think we all agree we're okay with. Absolutely. Then they come back and yeah. do this, and it drives me far more crazy than when they just lose. They, I swear, they have a multiple personality <laughs> thing with this team. It's so weird because, like, I had said a couple weeks ago that kind of the big date for me was after this East Coast road trip to really see where this team was at, both from like a player standpoint, from a coaching staff standpoint, everything, and. Things were going to the way that I thought when they were losing. Things were kind of going the way they are. And now they're back uh, into the top eight in the West. And I think it's just, it's getting weird. I didn't really watch a ton of the game last night because I was uh, working a promo shift for the national championship game uh, for that football game, which was a disaster. I watched The Bachelor. So. You watched? Yeah, I saw com- that. We're we all very re- committed. I replayed the wild game on FSN, which is the best way to watch a hockey game. We actually really? should talk about that yeah. at some point. About, about what? Him watching The Bachelor. Oh, He's my He's like God. my partner, Mackie. They love The Bachelor. It's, it's like great. The national championship game's on, which I know was not a good game, but not. you didn't know that at the time. Wasn't it, good. Yeah. The Wild's on and you're watching The Bachelor. You know, but the thing is, is like they had it on a TV in the bar. I did not feel compelled to watch it. I went and checked the score a couple times. And the fact that I, the whole, the, the whole summation of the game that I didn't watch that I can come up with is that Dubnik beat Carey Price in a goalie, goalie duel. And I am shocked. And he, yeah. he, he tor- Carey, shocked. Carey Price is a nemesis is the Minnesota Wild. They're glad that he's not in the East Coast. He has like nine straight. He's like, oh, eight and one is worst numbers against any so team. So he's like Luongo. He can't, the Canadian goalie. He cannot, us, uh, he cannot beat the Wild. But this is not, we're out of swoon season. We're entering 
Surge season. Yeah, because how, how many days are we from season. trade deadline now? What's the trade deadline? February 27th, if I'm not yeah, so we're so about we're getting six No, right, but I mean, that's what I'm – this right. is what, this is what drives me crazy. I'm not kidding. This is what right. drives me crazy about this whole thing. Absolutely. I think in my old age, I've come to the reala- realization all I want from a team in hmm. sports is consistency. Like, if you're good, awesome. Pick the wrong market, be- my dude. I know I did. <laughs> But seriously, if you're good, that's awesome. Then be good. Yeah, or be really bad and, consistently. And if this was the first time that the Wild had ever done this, I'd be like, okay, this is sort of weird and, and I'll follow along and won't be frustrated by it. Right. But this seems like a book that you read once a year, this time of year, and it's like, I'm going to read the same book. It's Groundhog Day for a hockey team. The Minnesota Wild are like the uh, the same thing on Netflix when you watch like a true crime series where it's 10 episodes when it really should be seven. So there's a lot of filler and a lot of crap and a lot of inconsistency where you're like, that was a really good episode. And you're like, let's watch the next one. Let's binge. And then, and then you watch the, the following episode and it's just basically a recap of what you just watched. That's what I feel is that every two weeks, it's just a recycling of, are they playing good or bad? Okay. If they're playing bad, then we need to talk about Charlie, Nino, and Dubnik. And if they're playing well, then we have to talk about Zach, and we have to talk about Suter reemerging. We have to talk about Charlie being super consistent. It's the same people. And it's just like, yeah. like you said, it is Groundhog Day, and it's annoying. And they're winning one goal games. It's not like we're blowing them up. Jacques I mean, would be proud. They're, they're winning, yeah. yeah they're Jacques wearing, would be proud. This is Jacques Lemaire hockey. Yeah. They're really winning close, tight games. And that's what worries me, too, because as much as they're winning right now, they're still not scoring. Not scoring, and Devin no, Dubnik is no. on pace again for you know seventy six starts. He's gotten his mojo back though, so I he got that going. Now. I think the stat I heard last night is I believe it was he has now started thirteen consecutive games. Oh Seems God. legit, like a good idea. Why not? On pace for seventy five. But here, okay, but here's where I I'm ultra torn. The one place where I'm really like mixed about this is I really like Bruce. Yeah. I know, and Boudreaux, I think d- does a great job, and and I really think that he is milking wins fr- from this team. Now Dubnik has played r- really well the last two games for sure, mm-hmm. but you know when it comes to juggling lines, he's pretty good at it. Well, just look and at so that. He does a lot of things. Was it that like, Ottawa game? Good. Was it yes. the Ottawa game that he juggled the lines with the Parisi and then he moved? Uh... No, not the Parisi line. He, he left. He left Coil Parisi and Cunnan intact, but he juggled the Zucker and he put Greenway in, in, Zuc- in Zucker's yeah. place. And that's what Bruce like. You see that with coaches like Joel Quenville with these kind of old school guard guys because, and sometimes it works, but I don't know if he can get it to work enough to really save his job. Like I do think he's going to be a casualty of this, and I feel like crap about it. I think he's a great coach, and I think he would be just as valuable to this organization if they kept him on even through this tweaking rebuild or whatever this process they're about to embark on. Yep. But I just don't know how, even if they kind of middle around and somehow miss the playoffs by a little bit or even make it in, I just don't see how he stays past this season. I just, Do you feel like Fenton would keep him? My gut feeling is he won't because he's not his guy. Yeah. But I feel like he should. Right. I feel like hockey's like less so is adheres less to the my guy coaching. But they thing. love to fire coaches. I That's know, but I'm, they always rehire the same ones. You're correct about that. I think I think I would be pretty surprised if he got fired. Really? He shouldn't. Right. Like he's right. done nothing to no, get fired. Yeah. No, but the thing is, is that that's the easiest change to make, especially if if. The eventual swoon does come around where they have a few games where, uh-oh, especially in crunch time now with trade deadline coming up, with playoffs impeding. If they go on like another 10-game swoon like they did earlier this season, he yeah. could be let go. 
It is encouraging, though. Cunningham's been playing really well, mm-hmm. which is nice. Jordan Greenway's getting some top-line minutes, which has been nice. I that that that's been the only two players where I have actually I'm watched and I'm watching their development. And it's like, oh, okay, Greenway's like, They're starting to turn a corner a little yeah. bit. Here. I like the kids. I'm, yes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you completely, and I can I can root for the kids because they're they're relatively new and they're easy to root for. Yes, exactly. They're good kids. That's where that's mm-hmm. where the veterans drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, because yep. you're like, you, I know what you're going to do now. Now Zach is the one guy who has come back now and played great. Right. But for the most part, this veteran core, okay, they just are who, who they, they are. They what they are. are. We know exactly what they are, and they are what we're getting. What was the story that you sent me about uh, the fact that Fenton is asking for a ransom for some guy? Yes. So I was uh, doing a deep dive on a ton of articles last night. Did not get to bed till 4 a.m., so we're totally Christ. fine. Um, but I, yeah, well, I, I'm, dedica- I'm dedicated to our craft here, okay? 4, 4 a.m. sounds like a drinking problem. <laughs> I wish. Anyways, he was. I have an article from Craig Kustans here from yesterday about the oh, top yeah. twenty like trade or for is it for each team? He kind of uh, picked he, somebody. I think he just did top twenty trade yeah. assets. And yes, there's a and certain he wild picked player. number fifteen. He put Nino as his. And he, I'll just read his quick little paragraph here. He says Minnesota GM Paul Fenton is an interesting one to watch because he came in with the expectation that comes with any new GM that changes will be made. But the team is playing now, uh, essentially. The same as its previous versions. The consensus is that Niederreiter and Charlie Coyle can be had. No duh. But it is it likely will extend beyond that depending how the Wild fare in the coming weeks. No duh. Eric Stahl and Eric Fair are traditional rentals who could hit the market if Minnesota remains outside the playoff race. However, one executive lamented at the high prices being asked by Fenton for Wild players, which might explain the lack of movement right now with the Wild. And that's what I texted you guys with the comment below saying, I thought Tibbs was fired. What day was it? Is that two uh, days ago Sunday. now? Sunday. I don't even know. It's We're such on two a days blur. without a Minnesota coaching Yes. Fired. Two days. So I, th- I didn't know Tibbs had been hired so by the organization. You, yeah. I, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do to do your job, man. That's all I got to say. But yeah, I just, I don't know why it's a huge asking price. And the more articles that I read last night, they say it's more of a buyer's than a seller's market, which I totally understand because there's a lot of teams with pieces to move. Especially like you have Philadelphia with Fletcher, who's moving. The Rangers have a ton of guys that they're looking that they're willing to move. There's a lot of people, and so I don't know if they should sell Charlie and Nino at this point because what? Even though they're not going to get anything back, they might get even less. But you know what? Position is always at a premium. Center, no defense, goaltending. Yes. But we won't go down that road again. Somebody else mentioned it. I'm no. just saying. You, oh, but this okay. But this is where this is where the Zolgad frustration <laughs> of wanting to jump off this building kicks in. Mm-hmm. If there was consistency here, right? If you just got if you just got bad. If everybody didn't decide to uh, furiously rally at the eleventh hour, then right. what you just said makes sense, right? Absolutely. But now, and this is where I'm torn as well. But now you get these spurts where, and you'll always get these. They'll right, and they're short do, too. They're not. They're not super extended. They're just like three to four games where it's it's just enough to keep things but, even keel. You know, you can't. I don't think it's fair to go to Bruce right now and be like, "Hey, we're starting to shop Dubn." So it, that's yeah, where that's where that just be something. Right. Like choose. Either, either be really good and play your ass off every single game. Yes. And and go as hard as you can go, which this team doesn't sometimes for sure. Yes. Or just say, you know what? 
we're a bunch of sort of louts and we're not that good and we're fine with that. And, <laughs> and, and these kids are going to develop, but not because of us, the veterans. And now we stink. And now Fenton can go sh- do what you're talking about. Yes. Or what I like to call paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Did you uh, see how many minutes Mr. Ryan Suter played last night in Montreal? I think it was low, correct? High? Very high. Oh, okay. might be a season high. Well, you really paid attention. You're the only one that watched the game, and potentially, you, and, I didn't honestly, I didn't, look, I didn't see him. That potentially, much, could Shocking. be a career high for a regulation game. He played 32 minutes Jeez. last night. Oh, good God! 32 Why? Minutes, 33 seconds. Was anybody out? Uh, his, his partner Spurgeon. What? He was just back. No, no, he went out. Where he got 17 yeah, that's minutes right. in penalties okay. that's early. Right. Yep. 17 minutes in yeah. penalties? He took a misconduct in the oh, whole So what's the, what's the cutoff cheap... for the misconduct for the next game? Is there a cutoff in the NHL for that? I don't think that's an issue. In, you know, All that, right. That's a cutoff. Well, Violence. Uh, um, Fair took a cheap shot. Yep. Sealer jumped the guy and got five. And a misconduct. An instigator yeah. and a misconduct. Is that yeah. going to be reviewed? Uh, Is that hit, reviewable? I think, the, I think the hit on Fair might be. Okay. Yeah. But not he, can, he can't get in any any but, further trouble. But this is what this is what makes me so frustrated w- with this team is all of this, all mm-hmm. of the fact that now they're going to come back and now you say, well, we can't make trades, we can't. And but I am with you, Coyle and Nino can't be moved because you're not going to just hand them in a different over, market. They could be, but just based on the talent that's available, oh, and, sure, right. it's just it's a it's a watered down market. It's straight up just basic economics. Though, is somebody going to look at 22 and be like, I'll give you a, a, a real good... Well, not 22, but I bet you some people are looking at number three right now. But still, even yeah, though he's direction. playing better as of late in the last three three weeks or so, I still think, and we all know that we're they're not going to get equal value back. That That's long been known. But it, it's to the point where it's almost, it could be detrimental, where you could just be like, I don't want them to force a deal. I mean, but you... I hear that. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine I, with that. See, I am okay with forcing a deal. Why? I'm okay with forcing Shocking. getting these two. why you're not my genius. Yeah, I know. Fire you. I, I know. would have fired you last I week. I know you would have. That was last week. But no, I, if, if you want to start reloading this roster... You save a about eight million dollars with those two players getting off the books, and are, and that's like you said, are much. you looking for that, that's a huge amount in the salary cap league? Eight million dollars for those two players? That's yes, one player. But I can shop them in the summertime too. But okay, so in automatically, the summertime, then, will I, it be? But automatically, <laughs> their value in yeah. the summer is just going to be higher. You think it will be, it's going to be higher? No, but in some type of package, it, I, I could perhaps get more back. I maybe. I think you're too. I think if you if you we're committed to being who you are, which is not that good. I think your two most marketable ac- assets, if you took them, uh, if you shopped them before Feb twenty seventh, are Dubnik and Eric Stahl. Well, plus uh, Eric Stahl, I would uh, right. if, I, if I'm Fenton. Now, now here's the problem: the owner is going to say no. Yes, but if I'm Fenton, I am chomping at the bit to trade Stahl mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, that's a that's an old player. Last year of his contract, yep. as we've talked about a thousand times. He wants times, to win a cup. Well, he, he has won a cup, it, but he would want to join a cup contender. Second line center? Yep. Yeah, he'd be good. Yep. He'd or third line anywhere. center on a really, like on a, uh, sure. well, a Toronto wouldn't work. But, yep. Yep. but the, the, oh crap, I think I just I would. I would get, you get about $8.6 million in cap space free. I just forgot my point. Hang on, go. The this point, is what happens uh, when you step yeah. before you. The point is, I would, I would get rid of Coyle and Nino for chump change. Because it's going to set you up better in the long run. 
And if you're not looking for a great return, like you said, we're not going to get equal value, then I don't care what the return oh. is. Clear it out. Uh, now I remember my point. Clear it. But the thing is, what, how, are, they, are, they, are their contracts expiring? No. No, uh, there, no. There's the incentive to move them. If they're on expiring contracts, you, then you're like, yeah. sure, because then they're walking for nothing. Then you, have a, then you have a self-imposed deadline. They have contracts through the next few years, so they have that luxury of waiting a summer. And they're not dealing with Matt Duchesne here like Colorado was where you're – you're trying to figure out how many first rounders you can get. You're not getting a first rounder for either yeah, one of them. I, I don't care what so I get. So I say, no, he's a, yeah, yeah get, I don't care. I know, what I, know it is. I know, but that's Bag what I'm pucks. saying. But why now? Why don't you say like, hey, we'll just ride it out. We'll see what the summer. See what see what happens at the draft. Draft, I think, is the most underrated time to move stuff because people get yes. really excited when prospects start to go off off the board. Out of order. And I'm like, oh my God, we have to, this guy's available. I think that's the time to move them because if they were on expiring contracts, sure. But otherwise, just wait it out and just suck. And I think, what was it? I have the hashtag Slack for Jack. Hashtag Slack for Jack oh, Hughes. Jack, oh, yeah. Oh, Jack Hughes. Well, at, at the what draft, that's where you trade. Gre- All right, fine. You trade Granlin and Nino together. Why, why do you want to trade Granlin? I've told you this million. He's the only guy you that's going to give you back, Grandland. bring oh. you back something in return. That's what's going to happen. Well, are you talking about it's inherently false? With are, are you talking about in-season trade or off-season? Uh, trade? Well, I, I, I'm most. Well, what I was just referencing to there was in was a summer trade, so off-season trade in the okay. draft. Because Granlin, I think you don't trade in-season at all. And if you give so so Nino and Coyle should be given away. Why? Just to create salary cap. Create room? salary cap room and create well, why a fresh start with then? this team. Well, you, a Hell no! Hell no! I'm not. Well, you just said out. you want him off the roster at right, any price. Right. That's your price. My, my my price is not a buyout. I said, well, I, said I, I would take chunk a change. That's chunk change. I, I'm not. I don't want them to. But that I don't, goes against your cap. Yeah, it goes against your cap, and then you're in a salary cap problem as I think it you're is. Crazy though. No, I, I can get rid of them. I wait until I wait until the summer to, to trade them. I, what I want to do ideally is I want to shop guys that are going to get me back something now for the future. But unfortunately, the story is the owner's not going to allow that. Yeah, Craig Leopold, I guess, has made it abundantly clear that he thinks this team can win, and that's the problem with with this team. You knew this would happen. They don't ever, they don't ever have a commitment to where this or that. So right now, well, they have a commitment thinking, to dollars, but not no, to no. The, I'm saying the oh, players. I'm, oh, I got I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm saying the players don't mm-hmm. have a commitment to who they are. So right now, Craig's probably on top of the world, saying, oh, "Look at we right Canadian road trip. We're back on track. Right, uh, eleven road wins now. More road wins than home wins." Yeah, yeah, you can tell. For all the home, home games, games that you and I have been to, you can tell. I know. They're death awful here. at yeah. home. Kiss awful. I just, I think you wait, and maybe you even wait into free agency to see where these uh, UFAs land. you got Wayne Simmons out there. Panarin's going to be out there. There's a lot of players coming off the books that are big-time dollar guys. Like, Columbus is going to lose Sergei Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin to free agency. I, they're both going to walk, and they're going to let them walk because they're asking for too much. Mm-hmm. Those are two players that Bobrovsky's, what, top five? And Panarin's on the rise into the top ten, now, probably? Now yeah, you know, if you... Panarin still supposedly want to go to a coast. He wanted to go to, like, Los Angeles uh, yeah. or uh, New uh, York or a big market last Well, the thing I is, and I, I see, and this, and this isn't true for everyone, I, I see that usually when you have a Russian superstar, they do better on teams that have other Russians on it. And you have, te- you have Florida... You have Barkov there. You have Washington. No, legit though. Oh yeah, no, legit though. I'm not arguing here. No, well, well you're making I'm having, hand I'm motions. Having a, I'm having an epiphany. Oh, please share. Continue. I'm just no. Please so share. So if you can, if you can clear some cap space to make a run at Panarin, and then you got his buddy Kaprizov coming over. He doesn't want to come here. Ah, you can't. You, but you can trade. But but you can do that in June to sign him in July. 
That's Maybe. July 1st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During yeah. the draft, so and, then the so, pa- and then you incentivize Caprizov saying, look at all these draft picks, and we have Artemi, and look who, and we traded Dubnik. See? No, but but see, <laughs> I tried. We're, we're, you, you can clear the cap space. You can get your Russian Russians together. It'd be yeah, great. but see, if you try to rush it and you just say, hey, we'll get like a third and fourth rounder and they get nothing out of it. Those are two large holes in your top six, even though they're not great top sixers. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what the problem them. is right now for the two men's winter pro sports teams in, in this town? They're the same teams. They're built for short-term sugar highs that get you to the playoffs and nowhere else. They're built for the millennial instant gratification. Yeah, but it's not even that because that that would <laughs> at least a smart person from that group would say let's try and, and win a championship. Mm-hmm. But the Wolves and Wild are both built to let's milk the playoff dollars from the fans, mm-hmm. but we're going to be out in one round, right? Yeah, no, pretty, much, pretty much. Pretty like much. Derek Rose, like what's Derek Rose? Nice year, and it's a good story. But you know, right? But Derek Rose, Taj, all all the mm-hmm. you know Taj is what. Yeah, they're all older guard Eric Stahl, dudes. like not, yeah. not as good, but still right. yeah. veteran guy. For sure. But everybody, everybody, both teams in this town, the Wild and Wolves, are built to get you to build, you know, eight seed. We got the eight seed. Well, that's great, but you're not going to upset a team. No. Come get our seed. commemorative cups and towels. Yeah. I will. Here it is. If, if, if there, like there's no vision yet, yeah. and that's what I'm hoping that yeah. Fred can tell Craig, which is, Craig, you hired me to have a vision, not, not to try they, to get as much money from people in the stands for the first round of playoffs. They Fenton will provide the map quest directions to our desired destination, which is apparently the Stanley Cup, which was further outlined in Russo. Did you guys read Russo's article yesterday as well about the the recap of Suter and Parisi's contracts? Yeah, we're halfway through them. Do you, and, and he mentioned, and I have my story, but where were you guys when when that fateful day came down on July 4th? It was it 2012? What were you guys doing when you heard about Parisi and Suter signing? I was on a beach uh, in Oakdale, and I made my then-girlfriend at the time go to the beach while I waited in the car and listened uh, to a certain radio station tell me that Parisi and Suter had signed. Mm. Judley? I was at Coffee at Caribou in Minnetonka with my mom, and Which I said one? Uh, the one on 101 near Highway 7. <gasps> okay, yeah. And I said, my Mom, I got to go. See you yeah. later. Bye. Bye and mom. I came here and jumped on, on the air with Roycey. I believe, if I am not mistaken, that day we, we were supposed to be doing Best Of. And mm-hmm. so I said, I came here. Patrick came in, flipped mm-hmm. on the mic. And it was, listen, that's the thing about it. I've never criticized those contracts. No. Because that day was the greatest free agency sports day in the history of the state. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, o- I've only said in retrospect, 13 years is a lot. And from a business standpoint, it's a lot. Well, that's why but the I've, CBA weeded the, the possibility to sign those contracts exactly. out in the future. Yep. But I've never criticized Thanks, that day because that day was incredibly fun. It was. It and, was. And it took that franchise, if you recall, right before that, they no longer sold out consistently. There were mm-hmm. empty seats. Mm-hmm. And there was... Cal they, Clutterbuck was your best player, exactly. dude. So, Cal Clutterbuck. So that's why, yeah. I, that's why I have always been very sort of torn about that day. Yeah. Because that... Because I will never go back and say undo it. Because mm-hmm. I just remember the excitement of oh my god, a Minnesota sports team just did something that the Twins, uh, yeah, Wolves, Vikings to mm-hmm. a certain now 
the Vikings have pushed that. Right. But but it at was the just time. two guys. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Favre, Favre was cool, but that was uh, that was a flash in the pan one year it, kind it of was thing. A, right. And for Brett, it was a revenge tour yeah. to get him. Yeah. There. And he was this choosing was for it just to compete for a championship. These exactly. guys were investing into the organization and in the community. Now, now the problem with the contracts was that was all in. Like that was Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was not. Let's make the playoffs. Yeah. Which they've done. Right. But that that day we didn't talk about. Well, if they just make the playoffs, this is going to be a great reward for this franchise, right? Well, they we, did. We did the same thing when the yeah. Wolves hired Tibbs, and he said, "Look at the defensive mindset. Everything's going to be fixed." And this is not a basketball podcast. But I like you, Declan. I was uh, supposed to be at a Fourth of July party, and yeah. I sat in my car for three hours and listened. And I think the, the Russo did a really good job in the article, kind of outlining. Uh, all the different voices in the contract negotiations and how much goes into it. And it's fascinating, like, how close Ryan Suter was going was to going to Detroit and how close Preezy was to going to Pittsburgh and or Chicago. And they came as a package deal, correct? Right, and they, and they, and they, hadn't, the they hadn't really conversed on that with that idea until about, I think he said July 2nd in the evening, we're being like, hey, where are you going? And then they kind of just had, the, like, they weren't, like, holding hands through this entire process. So it's a uni- it won't ever happen again. No. Not matching, con- matching nor, contracts nor in general are weird. No. no. But you it, could say, like, you could have, you could have somebody, you could have players sign matching contracts for eight years. But now, those max deals, you can't do. Mm-hmm. But thank God they did change the contracts because that's what that's definitely what broke uh, the camels back with it, and I'm sure there are yeah, a it, lot it of did, franchises. It that did are cause a lock. It did, played a part in causing a lockout in a little bit. Yeah, yeah the, the NHL thanks the Minnesota Wild for yeah. setting the precedent of what are you doing? You can't do this. We're changing everything. I, because I just of this. I just can't wait till we clear the cap space. We sign our Temi Panarin. And it'll be the second greatest Minnesota yeah, free agency sports day on July 4th. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.